Verse 26. Carefully consider the path of your feet, and all your ways will be established. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for the freedom to come in here today. And I thank you for your words. God, I pray that through your word and by your Holy Spirit that you would guide us to be on the right path. God, maybe today there are some in this room and, and we're not walking good. We're not walking down paths that are good for our life, God. So I pray today that if that's the case, that you'd get a hold of us, that you'd help us to see that there's a better path, that there's a better way, a path that leads to peace and security and joy and assurance, dear Lord. So God, I pray that as we look at your word today, that you would speak to our hearts, hide me behind the cross, that I would preach and teach in a way that brings glory to you, you take away any nerves I have. You take away any pride I have, dear Lord, that we would all just come humbly before you today to preach your word and to hear your word. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Perhaps you've heard it said of electricity that it follows the path of least resistance. It wants to get where it can quickly. And we really are not so different from electricity in that sense because oftentimes we choose to follow the path of least resistance because quite frankly to follow the path of God's word the path of Jesus is difficult because Jesus calls us to do things that are not easy for us to do God's word calls us to avoid sin and quite frankly there are some sins that we like they feel good to us we enjoy those things. They're so easy for us to do. There are many things that Jesus calls us to that are just hard. Not only the avoiding the things we like, but, but sometimes he calls us to do the things we don't like, like praying for our enemies and doing good to those who do bad to us. And so oftentimes when we are faced with a choice, we choose the choice that is the easiest for us the path of least resistance. But usually when we follow the path of least resistance, it is not the best path. Anything that's good is worth working for. And so it is at our walk with the Lord. If we want to do the goodness of the Lord, if we want to, if we want to be faithful to the Lord, it requires us to have to work at it. It requires us to have to say, I'm not going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to do the easiest thing. I'm not going to go down this path that is right here before me that would be so easy because I know that it would lead to my destruction. I know that it would lead to, to hard times in my life. And so, God, I want to work to know your word. God, I want you to work in my life that you would change my mind, that you would change my heart. That when temptations come and desires come to take the path of least resistance, that, God, I would take the best path, not the easiest path. And here in Proverbs 4, 26, it says, Carefully consider the path of your feet. Now that's what we all need to do today. What about your path? What path are you traveling on today? Now maybe there are some in here today and you are on the path of God, the path of righteousness. You are, you're doing good in the Lord. Maybe you're in a good season in your life. 
maybe there are some in here today and maybe you have put your faith in Jesus Christ and you, you really are a Christian, but maybe you have begun to travel down a path that is not good for you. Maybe some of the temptations of sin in your life have come and they've led you down a path that you know you shouldn't be on. Or maybe today you have not yet found the path of righteousness. Maybe today you are seeking a better path. Maybe today you know, and we all do, everybody in this room, you know from experience what going down the bad path looks like because you have gone down the bad path before. You have made that bad decision. You have done that bad thing. You have acted in a sinful way. And we have all had to face some consequences for things that we have said, the things that we have done. And so we know what it's like to go down the bad path. But I want to tell you today that there's a better path. I want to tell you today that we need to listen to God's Word that says consider the path that your feet are traveling so that your ways may be established. Now that's a positive there. So that your, your path and your ways may go safely. Some of your translations may say something along those lines. If we consider the path that we go on, we choose the right path. And it will go good for us when we go down the right path. And so consider the path of your feet today. How is your life today? What's going on in your life today? Perhaps there are things that continue to happen and, and bad things that continue to happen. And maybe if you think for a moment, maybe if you think for a moment and you think about the path you're on, sometimes we begin to see a connection. Hey, I keep making this choice and this bad thing keeps happening. If the Holy Spirit convicts us of that, then praise the Lord. Maybe we say, I have been doing this, and this is the result, and this is not a good result. I'm tired of this result. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of going through this cycle. I'm tired of taking this path. I want to take a better path. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God wants us to take a better path. And if we get to the point in life where we say, I'm ready to take a better path, then man, that's great. That's a great thing, and I hope that we all are at that point today that we choose before we leave this place to get on the right path, to stay on the right path. Because the path of the wicked is not good. <clears throat> Proverbs 2.15 speaks of the wicked and it says the path of the wicked is a path that is crooked and a path whose ways are devious. Now we do not want to be those who are the wicked on crooked paths with devious ways. But we also must be honest. None of us want to say, I am the wicked one, but in reality, we all are the wicked one. In reality, there are times that we go down crooked paths, and we know that we are going down crooked paths. You don't, you don't even need to come hear this sermon today to know that, because chances are, I feel pretty strongly, that the Holy Spirit has already convicted you you already know that you are on the wrong path. Every crook and turn that you take that leads you further down the path, you know that it is not a good path because you see the consequences of that and you feel the conviction of that. So we do not want to be those today who are going down the path of the wicked. Praise the Lord. God gives us another path. He gives us a better path. 
Praise the Lord that even though we are all wicked in our sin, that through Jesus Christ we can be forgiven. That that's the path that God says, here is the path. Jesus has blazed the way. He has created the trail for you. Here is the path that you need to travel on. This is a good path. A path that is not filled with wickedness and deviousness, but a path that is filled with goodness and love and joy and peace and mercy. And so we need to find that better path. For if we do not, things are not going to go well. Because in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, it says, For wide is the gate and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss. The path of least resistance is easy. And the path of least resistance has the appearance of being good. Now we must be careful. Our enemy is a great deceiver. And he can take things that are very evil and he can make them look very good. And we come to these paths in our life and oh, they look good. If you do this, think about how good you will feel. If you do this, think about how happy you will be. If you do this, think about how people will think so well of you. If you do this, it'll make you feel better. And boy, we begin to look at these things and, and we feel that battle in our mind and our spirit is waging war and we, we say, yeah, that, that looks good. I see the good from it, but, but I know it's not all good. I know it's not right. And so we, we have that battle that we fight, right? The path is easy. It looks good. But we have to be careful and we have to say, okay, God, help me to make the right choice here. Help me to choose a better path, God. Help me not to choose the easy path, but to choose the right path. We want to be those who do not choose the easy path, but choose the right path. That do not choose the wicked path, but choose the godly path. Oftentimes the wicked path is easy and the godly path is hard. But the godly path is the right path and that is the one that we choose because it leads to... Restoration, it leads to eternal life. But not so of the path of the wicked. Broad is the way. The road looks good. But it is a road that does not lead to peace and security. It is a road that leads to destruction. And if we are those who continue down the path of destruction, then we will full well discover what that destruction looks like. We don't want to be those who follow the path of destruction today. Jesus died to give us a better path so that we could be those who walk that straight and narrow path. The way of Jesus, it's, it's straight, it's narrow, it's a hard path to walk, but that is the path that leads to eternal life. If we walk down the path of wickedness, you know as well as I do, it does not bring you any joy. It may bring you joy for a moment, but don't be deceived. That joy is quickly fleeting. But God wants to take us down a path that leads us to something better. So when we find the path of righteousness, when we find the path of God, it leads us to that happiness and that joy that we want. And some of you are here today and you're saying, I want to be happy. I want joy. I want peace in my life. I want rest. Well, it comes by choosing a better path. The reason that you may not have found those things today may be because you continue to take the path of wickedness that's leading you away from those things. Today is the day that you need to turn and say, 
I will not take one more step down this path of sin. I will turn away and go toward God. That's called repentance. That's what repentance is, to turn from what you're doing. If you're going down the path of wickedness, then stop where you are today, turn around, and stop running to wickedness and run to the Lord. And there you will find what you desire. Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 says, How happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners. If you're looking for happiness today, who is the one who is happy? The one who seeks the way of the Lord, not the one who seeks the path of sinners. You say today, I want to be happy. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being worried. I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of being sad. I want happiness in my life. It comes when we get off of the path of sinners and we get on to the path of God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 17 says of wisdom here, her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. And all her paths peaceful. If we want to go down peaceful paths, we need to seek wisdom in our life. Now, where does wisdom come from? Well, it comes from the Word of God, and wisdom in its perfect form is Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. Now, that is what the world would say is foolishness. There are many in our world today that if I were to go to them and tell them that you are a sinner, but God loves you, and Jesus died on a cross, he was crucified, and he was resurrected, and he wants to forgive your sins... Plenty of people in our world today that would say that is foolishness. 1 Corinthians says what the world calls foolishness is God's wisdom. And in wisdom, we find paths that lead us to better places. We find paths, as Proverbs 3.17 says, are peaceful. Maybe today in your life, you can look at your life and you can say, I've been living... I've been living foolish. Sometimes these things are hard to confess for us. It's hard for us to, to acknowledge these things. But the truth of the matter is we probably already know it in our heart. So we might as well confess it. If we already are fighting that conviction and we already feel like what we're doing is wrong and we're on the wrong path and we're, and we're sinners and we're living in foolishness, you probably already know it. Then confess it to the Lord and say, God, today I'm tired of being foolish. God, today I want to find wisdom. Let me find it in Jesus Christ. God, I'm tired of, of going through the rat race and feeling the way I do. God, I just want some peace. There is peace in the path of wisdom. And wisdom is Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. Don't listen to the foolishness of the world today. Listen to the wisdom of the Word of God through the Son of God. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 20 says, So follow the way of good people and keep the path of the righteous. You know what part of our problem is sometimes as to why we stay on the path of wickedness? It's because we are following wicked people. Our friends have an impact on our life. The people that we associate with have an influence on our life. 
Now, the same is true for us. We have an influence on other people's lives, but we have to be careful. I'm not saying if you got anybody that's a friend who's wicked, never talk to them, stay away from them, shun them, saying, get from me, get behind me, Satan, you're wicked. But we don't want to just hang out with them all day, every day, and do everything they do and continue to do all the sinful things of the world. If we have friends or family who are like that, we don't disown them, but we say, hey, I'm not going to run in those circles. I'm not going to do those things because those things are not good for me. And so what does the Scripture say? The Scripture says, follow the way of good people. You may need to find a better class of friends. Your friends may be a bad influence on you. We don't want to be those who follow bad people who are a bad influence on us. And listen to this here now. Get this. We also need to make sure that we are not the bad people who are a bad influence on others. We don't really think about ourselves in that way, right? I mean, we read scriptures about the bad people, and that's not us. We're the good people. We're the ones that people should follow. Oh, hold up. Maybe we are. I hope we are. But maybe today you are the bad influence in somebody else's life. Maybe today you are the bad people. Well, God wants us to be the good people. He wants us to be the people who through wisdom find the path of peace through Jesus Christ so that we are made good, not because of what we do, but because of what Jesus did. We want to be those who follow good people and stay on the path of righteousness. Surround yourself with good Christian men and women. And chances are, it's going to change the way your life is. It's going to change the things you do. When you have good influences and men and women who love God around you and are pouring Scripture into your life and pouring the encouragement of God into your life and pouring the correction of Scripture into our life, that one we don't like, but that's part of it too. When we have brothers and sisters in Christ around us leading us on the right path, there's a good chance your life is probably going to change. And it's going to change far the better. Psalm, chapter 44, verse 18. Our hearts have not turned back. Our steps have not strayed from your path. What beautiful words those are. And those need to be the words that we strive to be able to say. That's what we want. We want to be those who choose the right path and who stay on the right path. Don't stray from the right path. Don't give in to the way of sin. But we want to be those who can say without a shadow of a doubt that we are not those who have turned back and our steps have not strayed from your path. Now that takes some work. It takes some time. It takes us seeking the Lord. And quite frankly, I suspect as long as we live, there will always be occasions in which we sin. But we want to be those who strive that when hard times come, when difficulty comes, when temptation comes, that we can pray to God and say, God, thank you for giving me strength. Thank you for giving me your word because, God, I am one who has not turned from your path, but I have stuck to it in the midst of adversity and every temptation that has come. God, I have remained faithful to you. That is who God wants us to be, and that should be who we desire to be. Psalm chapter 119, verse 35. Help me stay on the path of your commands, for I take pleasure in it. 
That's a good prayer for us to pray too. God, help me to stay on the path. God, help me to, to take pleasure in your commands. Now, there's probably a lot of you in here today and you read God's Word and you do take pleasures in the commands of God, but even still, that, that, that sinful path is very tempting to us. And so that may need to be our prayer. God, help me to stay on this path. God, I want to. My desire is to do good. My desire is to stay on the path, but God, the temptation is strong. The desire is strong to do what is evil. And God, I don't want to give in to those temptations. So help me, God, to stay on the path. And that may need to be the prayer of some of you today. Some of you may be going through some really tough stuff today. Some of you really may be tempted to do something you know you shouldn't do. And maybe you've been fighting it, but maybe you're starting to take a step and your foot is starting to get off the right path and get onto the wrong path. Maybe today you need to pray really hard. God, help me to stay on the right path. It's okay for us to pray those things. We are human. Sinful temptations come, and I believe that they will continue to come as long as we walk on this earth. And so we always have to pray, God, help me. And sometimes we kind of we get lax in our prayers. We go through a good season, things are going good, maybe we're doing pretty good, and, and we quit praying those prayers. And that's when the devil can begin to work, when we begin to let our guard down a little bit. So let this be a, a frequent prayer for us. God, help me to stay on the right path. God, help me to stay on the right path. Every day you go through the day, you do pretty good, you stay on the right path, praise the Lord. In the morning, get up, say, God, help me to stay on the right path. And when we seek God, when we turn, when we repent and say, God, I don't desire to walk down this other path anymore. I want to turn and come down your path. God will help you. I promise you he'll help you. The presence of the Lord is a mighty thing. The joy of the Lord, is it, it cannot be expressed, and there, there is nothing better than feeling the presence of the joy of the Lord in your life. There is nothing better. There is no better feeling than knowing that you are forgiven. At least that's my opinion. I think that is the best feeling in the world. When you know that you are a sinner, that you have taken the wrong path and that you have done nothing deserving of forgiveness of love and God says, I love you and I forgive you. That's a good feeling. Because when you are caught up in the midst of sin and you think you can't go any further and you think, how could God love me? And you think, I'll never be forgiven again. And the Holy Spirit works in your life and God works in your life and you know that God has forgiven you even though you don't deserve it. That is a good day. And as Christians, we have that day when we come to Jesus Christ. But that ain't the last time we have it. Because we continue to sin and there are days we have to continue to go before the Lord. Now, I don't know if you felt that feeling today. Maybe you have never felt the feeling of the joy of knowing your sins are forgiven. Well, I want to tell you, you can. You can choose a better path and that path is Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you, if you come to him and you genuinely call out to him and confess those sins and put your faith in Jesus, you will feel and experience the joy of the Lord. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that Christianity is just a feeling. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But there are feelings that come with it. There is a peace and a relief and a joy that comes with knowing your sins are forgiven, and I hope you have all experienced that today. So what do we do in life? We go through this life, and, and even as Christians, life is sometimes tough, but we must not forget that God knows what He is doing.
and maybe one of the best passages that needs to be on our short list of passages that we remember is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. Now that is an important word for us to know. Because how many times in life do we see things that are horrible, tragedies, things that happen that we cannot explain, and say, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why God is allowing this. I don't understand what's going on here. Why? But oh, what an important word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding because God knows what he is doing. God knows what we are doing and God knows what he is doing. But we do not know what God is doing. So we must trust in him with all our heart and not rely on our own understanding. Verse 6, think about him in all your ways, and he will guide you on the right paths. Do you think about God in all your ways? Do you think about God in every decision you make? Maybe you do, or maybe you don't. Maybe you trust God and think about him in some decisions you make, but maybe you don't think about him in all your ways. You think about him in all your ways, you trust him in all your ways, and guess what? He will guide you down the right path. Some of you may be asking, as you've heard this sermon, how do I know what is the right path? This is how we know. We trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and he will guide us on the right paths. You may say, today I've been going down the wrong path. Well, let me ask you a simple question. Have you called out to the Lord? Have you begun to seek Him in all your ways? That might be why you're not led down the right path. That may be why you don't know what path to go, because you're not seeking the Lord. Think about God in all your ways, and He will guide your paths. As I was studying for this this week, I was reminded of a poem that I learned in high school, a poem by Robert Frost. Some of you may have heard it before. I won't recite it because I don't remember it. But I did remember it in high school. But I do remember the last line of it. <laughs> I, it would be great if I could just stand up here and I could have just, just, uh, just recited the whole poem for you. I'm not as good as Mr. Sidney. But... And the poem is about two roads that diverged in a yellow wood. The writer has a choice to make. As he walks through the woods, he sees two paths. Which path will he choose? Well, that's the question that you and I have to answer today. There are really only two paths in this world that you can choose. There is the path of wickedness, and there is the path of God. There's the path of sin that leads to destruction and heartache and pain. And there is the path of God that comes with mercy and grace, forgiveness of sins, love, peace, gentleness, kindness, happiness, all the things that we really desire. At first glance, the one path of sin may look good and the path of Jesus may look a little difficult, but... There is one path that is better, and that is the path of Jesus Christ. The question is, what path will you choose today? 
the end of the poem, The Road Last Traveled, says these words. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. There are two choices, there are two paths for you to take today. And the choice that you make is going to make all the difference in the world to you. The path of the world may be the path that is most traveled, but it is the path that will lead to the most grief and the heartache and pain. Will we be those that can say today, I took the path less traveled, and that has made all the difference. I hope today you travel the path of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning. We thank you for your good words. God, this life is difficult. We are constantly faced with the temptation of sin and the paths that we will travel and the ways that we will go based on the decisions that we make. God, we have all chosen some bad paths. God, maybe there are some in this room today and they are yours, but they have strayed from the straight and narrow path they have given in to the sin and the things that have come their way. And God, but they know today that it is not the path that they should be taking. God, I pray that right now that they just would repent, that they would turn, that they'd put their foot right back on the right path, God, that they'd come to you and ask for forgiveness and they would know with all assurance, God, that you love them, that even if they've gone down the wrong path, you want to get them back, dear Lord. So let them turn back to you today so you can meet them where they are, dear Lord. Let them seek you so they can find you. God, maybe there are some in this room today and they have never stepped a foot on the path of Jesus Christ. God, maybe today they have took the twists and turns of the path of wickedness and sin and maybe they are just tired, dear Lord. God, I pray today that they would know that Jesus loves them, that he has made a better way for them, that he died on a cross, that he was placed in the ground, and that he was resurrected, dear Lord, that he was your son who did all of that because he loves them. So God, I pray today that there is one that has never stepped foot on the path of Jesus, that in this moment, God, if you're convicting them, that they would put their faith in Jesus. That they would say, no more will I live for me, but God, I will now live for you. God, no longer will I choose the path of wickedness, but God, I choose the path of righteousness. God, I pray that they would just confess their sins to you right now. And God, I pray that they'd put their faith in Jesus. God, as we have this song of invitation, maybe there are some here today that are yours that just need prayer. God, let them come kneel down and pray. I'll pray with them, dear Lord. They can pray where they are if they want to, God. If there's some that need prayer today, God, let them pray. Maybe there's some today, God, and they have made that decision. They have put their faith in Jesus. They have, they have decided today to step on that path of righteousness. Praise the Lord, God. If there's one that's made that decision as we have a song of invitation, let them come down here and, and confess it, dear Lord. Let it be known. God, we want to baptize them. That's what your word says. God, they're not saved by walking an aisle, but, but God, you, you call us to, to be baptized, to confess that, 
that we're, we're your followers, God. And you're our Lord. So I pray that if there's one that has done that today, put their faith in Jesus today, they let us know where we can rejoice with them. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.